everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have the star of the upcoming Lifetime movie. We have Mercedes De La Zerda here. She is the star of Well Suited for Christmas. And Mercedes, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> so this is the first time that you've been on our show. So what we like to do is we like to get to know you a little bit. And so tell us a little bit about how you got started it and what inspired you to get into acting. Sure. So when I was probably in grade six, I did a play. I just kind of remember it being one of the first times that I felt like, oh, like this is kind of something that feels different, you know, like it feels like I have like a natural inclination to be able to do this and just kind of felt like a natural extension of my abilities and um, it just kind of hit different. And I think my mom noticed that. And so she said it you know, would you want to take some acting classes? And I said, yeah. And she knew uh, a woman who had an acting school who was very well respected in the industry here in, in Vancouver, which is where I'm from. So she's like, okay, let's start getting you into these classes and see if you like it. And I was quite uh, shy. And so at first, when I went to the class to have an interview to the school, they were kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, does she actually want to do this? Or is it her mom that wants her to do this? But my mom was like, no, she says she wants to do it. And my grandparents owned a bakery when I was growing up. So I worked there from, you know, even before I was technically allowed to kind of thing. And so I always had um, extra money because I was working on the weekends. And so my mom said, if you want to take these classes, you have to pay for them yourself. And so I was like, okay, you know, she's trying to teach me the value of money and everything. And so I was like, okay, okay. So I started taking these after school classes and they had um, a showcase at the end of each year. And that's where a lot of agents showed up and casting directors. And so at the end of my first year, an agent approached me, but I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to sign with them yet. And so I did two years at that school. And then at the end of my second year at the showcase, then the agent that I was really interested in signing with was interested in signing with me. And so it was just like a perfect fit. That's when I got started. So I think I signed with my agent when I was 16, maybe. And then, um, yeah, just sort of been doing it ever since. Yeah, that's how I got started. Do you remember your first role that you ever got on, on camera? Yeah, <laughs> it was actually my very first audition. So it was like kind of, you know, it, I think they kind of could tell in the audition, like, oh, she's brand new and she's so excited to be here. So I think I, it was for a show called Together, like with a two. It was a, oh. um, yeah, do you remember that? It was like a satire on a boy band. <laughs> nice. And um, they, I auditioned for some, some girl with like a line at a concert. I can't remember what she said. And then they called me later that day and they're like, you got the part, but not for that role. You got it for another role. And it's just of like crying girl, number one. So I was supposed to be like a girl in the audience. And one of the guys in the boy band comes off the stage and I just like burst into tears. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to take like every acting ability I have to be able to <laughs> cry on cue and like <laughs> took it so seriously. But um, uh, did yeah, you freak out when you got it? Were you so excited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, this acting thing's easy. Like, oh, like, <laughs> you just get jobs like that. Wow. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Was well, funny. I mean, you've been in a, a pretty popular decom. That must have been exciting to be in Radio Rebel. 
oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no that was so exciting because it was Disney right like yeah yeah I mean I grew up on Disney it was all about Disney so when I got the Disney TV movie I was just like the dream come true yeah and it was such a fun fun script fun role it was yeah that was a really cool yeah um that was a really cool experience and then yeah, yeah it's kind of like had a bit of a resurgence because there were like some clips of um, Debbie Ryan's character going around TikTok for a while of like her reactions or something. And so, yeah, I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like it's sort of <laughs> com- coming back as like everybody who grew up with it kind of got older. Right. So, mm-hmm. anyway. yeah. So you were on Hemlock Grove, which was the first Netflix original series, I think. Pretty sure. Was it? I didn't even yeah, know that. Pretty sure it's the first. Cause I, Cause I, they're actually taking it off of Netflix. So I remember reading an article, uh, a couple of weeks ago saying that they're taking off the first original series from Netflix. Wow. It was at least one of the first for sure. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. So that, I mean, I think it aired in Canada first and then. Oh, and then, okay. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm no expert on the show, but, but yeah. anyway, um, but, uh, they was an important show in a lot of ways. Uh, was that fun to, to work on? Yeah, that was really cool. I had just moved to Toronto and um, it took me a while to like get an agent out there. And then I finally did and then booked that role. And it was really cool because it was like multiple episodes. So my character got to return, which meant I got to like get to know some of the cast. And um, yeah, it was a really cool Mm -hmm. show to work on. I think I was on their last season. So it was kind of wrapping up. Oh, okay. And so there was a lot of like kind of major things that were happening, like characters who were dying and um and you could just tell the cast was sort of like oh I remember we were all sitting around and people talking like oh what are you doing after this and you know everybody was sort of like getting ready to say their goodbyes and have mm. like their character's final moment so it was, yeah it was kind of cool to to be a part of that for sure yeah ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the Hallmarkies Patreon do you love Hallmarkies podcast especially at Christmas Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. You were on the War for the Planet of the Apes. What is that like to be in such like a big production like that? It was so, it was just so cool to be to work with people who are like truly like masters at their craft, Mm -hmm. like just to not only be around people that are um, that talented and like really with that level of skill, but then also with like the budget to be able to support their vision. Mm -hmm. So it was really, really cool. Like 
just to even sort of sit back and watch how these people worked. And, you know, I've been on a number of sets where, you know, there's maybe certain tensions with certain like um, creative people and decision makers. And that can really slow down a production and it can add unnecessary tension on set. But there, like, and working at the scale that they were with the types of budgets that they were with the, you know, resources that they had, it was so, it was just so cool to see how smooth it all ran. Like the, the decision makers were so collaborative. Like I remember watching um, the director and Andy Circus, and like every minute on a set like that is thousands of dollars that it's just, you know, like adding up. And so you think like, okay, we got to move fast. Every movie set, they're always trying to move fast. But on that set, they were trying to decide what they were going to do for this scene. And they were just two guys talking about like, what do you think? Hmm, yeah, maybe like that. And then one would have an idea and everybody's just waiting on set, right? We're all just sort of like waiting. Everybody's waiting for them to make a decision to make a final call. And they were like, you know, Andy Circus had a thought and he's like, you know, I was kind of thinking it'd be like this. And then they would spend 15 minutes on that idea before actually making like a final decision so it was just like it was so lovely <laughs> just mm -hmm. to see how like these creatives mind mind works and then and then um, how they were able to execute it so so is it hard yeah. when you have these like guys with ping pong you know ping pong balls and the suits and everything like this for the motion capture is it hard to imagine okay this is an ape this is oh, what's yeah. really happening yeah, yeah, it's, it's super hard. challenging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does for the sure. director like? Do they help you kind of get a feel for sort of what is happening in the scene yeah. and what it's going to look like? Yeah, you do it several times, um, and it's kind of funny because just the way that that technology worked at that time—I don't know if it's changed. Um, when it was actually when the camera was actually on you there wouldn't actually be like even the motion capture actor in front of you. They would mm -hmm. have to remove them and it would just be like a little piece of tape. So you would do the scene a lot of times with them um, in front of you, but then when it was actually, the camera actually got turned and it was gonna be on you, then it would just be a piece of tape. So it was like oh, that's even more difficult. But the director, yeah, they would oftentimes like throughout the scene, they'd be like, oh, he would talk you through it. So he'd be like, okay, like, you know, just think of the ape as like four times larger than than what you're seeing here to be able to like take in the scale for instance and yeah they I mean I think I was working on the third movie at that point so they yeah. really knew how to you know help the other actors get there for sure mm -hmm. that's interesting to me yeah. uh, so you've done a lot of variety uh, over the years and so I'm just curious do you have a genre you prefer obviously this uh this well suited for christmas is a rom-com uh but do you have one that you particularly like working in more than others oh that's interesting i don't know yeah i've done some like heavier shows for sure <laughs> i don't know that i have a particular genre that i just love honestly it just has to do with like like the feeling on set like the people you're working with like it just makes such a difference because you're there, you know, 12, sometimes 14 hours a day. So I've just noticed like whether I'm working on a really 
fun TV show versus like a more serious movie or something, it's it, my experience is a lot is dependent a lot of just like who you're working around and how supportive the environment is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why I've just I've I've been able to enjoy so many different genres because it's just like it really depends on like you know the energy that's on set and the and how really like just committed everybody is to to make a good product and and have fun and be creative and yeah 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 I think that's true with almost anything in life like you can have the most amazing job and if you're if you work with people that are are difficult and if you if you just don't have a good work environment it it won't matter it's gonna be miserable yeah, yeah it's true and, yeah. And if you, you could be doing something super boring and if the people are really nice and friendly and there's a good atmosphere, then at least for me, I, I, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Relationships are just like everything mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk well suited for Christmas. So uh, for people listening, I've, I've actually seen this movie and I really enjoyed it. And so that's why I, messaged out to our contacts and said, Hey, I'd love to talk to somebody involved and to Mercedes. And, uh, normally I, I normally, when I do interviews, I haven't seen the movie. And so I, I don't have like, as I'm, my questions are maybe a bit more specific in this one than maybe I yeah. might normally do. Uh, but, uh, but I, I don't, know, I just, I thought this was a very charming, well done rom-com. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, but why don't you tell our audience a little bit about what the movie is in your, in your role? Yeah. So the movie centers around a character named Rachel Roca and she's a fashion designer in New York and she gets tasked to make a tuxedo for this, um, tech mogul named Brett Stone. And she's in, it's all part of a fashion runway charity competition. (laughs) So she's, you know, the stakes are high. She really wants to do a good job on this tuxedo, but unfortunately Brett Stone also has his own agenda. And so they butt heads and they clash and they come from like just opposite sides of the spectrum. And they're, you know, she really needs to make a great tuxedo. And, you know, he has his parameters that, he wants her to work within. And so, um, yeah, it's really that story. It's about them sort of by getting to know each other, they're getting to know themselves and, you know, the discomfort yeah. that comes with that. It's kind of forced proximity. They're forced to work together and then also, uh, enemies to lovers a little bit too. They yeah. don't like each other first. And, uh, and so how did you end up getting involved in this project? Did you audition or did they come to you with it? No. Yeah. They reached out to me. It was really, um, a shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember my agent called and I had been waiting about to hear about another job. And so she told me right away, she's like, okay, it's not about the other job that we're going to hear about. It's about like, we got an offer for this Christmas movie. And I was like, what? And I remember asking her, I was like, why like why did they how did they even know about me why did like why did they ask me and she's like um I don't know we don't usually ask those questions when it's an <laughs> offer <laughs> like why her so I was like okay yeah yeah yeah, true 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 <laughs> so um yeah so they sent over the script and I t- yeah I read it and I just thought like okay this is a bit different than other Christmas movies that I've seen and that I've been a part of like I worked on a Hallmark 
um, a few years prior to this. And it was quite different, you know, like um, it was Christmas, but there weren't a lot of like some of the stereotypical Christmas things within mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I later learned that they wrote the movie not as a Christmas movie and then they decided to make it a Christmas movie. So I think that's maybe why it felt a little bit different uh, right off the bat. Yeah, that's interesting because it was Christmas Encore, right? Yeah, Christmas yeah. Encore. Yeah. Which so I wonder what they had because it was all about this this uh Maggie Lawson's character putting on a female version of Christmas Carol, which yes. is was really funny to me because I'm like they have literally been doing that for since I mean, since the sixties, we've had Chris, we've had female Christmas carols. And so the fact that this was like groundbreaking stuff here, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) but I wonder what, if they, if they, if originally it wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. Well suited wasn't originally uh, a Christmas. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I kind of, when I first. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause it's, it's true. Well suited Christmas. It's, it's not that much Christmas. Right. Yeah. It could really take place at any time of the year. Yeah. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts. They originally have all of these sort of Spanish elements into your character and into the script, or is that added when they added you? When I read the script, there were those Spanish elements. Yeah. The character, my family was originally from Peru. And then um, after I got cast, they found out that my family is from Bolivia, my father's side. Okay. And Bolivia and Peru are quite close. And there were a few things that needed to change in the script for it to be accurate to Bolivia. But um, they decided to do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, yeah, that might be why they kind of thought uh, thought of you because- Yeah, uh, for sure. That, had this. Yeah. yeah, and I really liked your mom and dad in the movie. I thought they was very sweet. And that whole thing of- that uh, uh, when he says, if you want to see the rainbow, you have to face the storm. That was very sweet. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. My parents in that movie are just like, oh, I love their relationship. I love the relationship that they have with Rachel. I just think like, they're like a real, like the heart of the movie. And yeah. Um, yeah I, and I loved working with Stephanie and Xavier. They were just like, Stephanie's one of like the funniest actresses <laughs> that I've been able to work with. She's so funny. She's such a riot. She was such like a good energy on set, making everybody laugh, cracking jokes, really like, um, like her just being herself on set made everybody feel like they could be themselves too. And so yeah. it's just like, it was such a, an amazing. It, it felt like you could feel that energy. And I mean, just looking at your Instagram, it seemed like this was a really fun movie to make. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were all, we all got along so well. Yeah, everybody's just like really happy to be there. And um, yeah, there's just like a really great level of professionalism mixed with just like joy and excitement and 
energy. Was it fun to play a fashion designer with all of the different clothes you had? And yeah, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I never get to dress really cute in movies. <laughs> or TV. I'm always like, you know, gritty and <laughs> never yeah. like, you know, dressed up and pretty. So that was really, really fun. Yeah. And all the outfits. Oh my goodness. The first wardrobe fitting, it was just, they just kept coming with new outfits. And I was like, on cloud nine. <laughs> yeah. Especially that, that final dress, the green dress. Yeah. That was very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. such a good job. They, they, they really did. It was, it was fun. So I thought that you and Frank a little, a little Presti had really nice chemistry. And so did you do anything to help make that happen to like a chemistry read or anything like that to kind of build your chemistry? Yeah. We didn't have like a chemistry read prior to being officially cast or anything. But what we did do, you're both staying in the same uh, like hotel. And so prior to filming, we were there maybe for five days prior to starting filming. I can't remember, three to five. And so we got in touch and we went for coffee just to have like a, just to meet each other because Mm -hmm. that first day of filming was, it was the first kiss. Oh, I feel like they do that a lot. I I hear people saying that they schedule that on the first day, which is really interesting. I don't know why they do that, (laughs) (laughs) but we were kind of like, okay, maybe we should meet first before we have to do that. Yeah. And so we went for coffee and then just, you know, in getting to know each other, we realized like, oh, we've got a pretty similar style in terms of preparation. And so we were like, do you want to run some scenes? You know, we've got a number of scenes that were pretty important. And Mm -hmm. so we decided even before we started filming, like, I think we had a couple days. And so we were like, okay, let's meet, you know, tomorrow for an hour, um, in one of the, um, like rooms in the hotel, like, like one of the um, office spaces in the hotel, in the lobby kind of area. And we're like, let's just run the scenes, you know, let's get it on our feet. Let's, you know, try different things, kind of have a bit of a rehearsal on our own so that when we get to set, we just kind of like are off to the races. So yeah, we were both uh, totally on the same page with that. And it was great. And then, you know, just getting to know each other and talking about each other's backgrounds and, you know, our lives back home and all that stuff really helped for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you feel it. And I, you mentioned the kiss, the first kiss. That's the thing that's really cool about this. movie. one of the things that's very cool about this movie is that there are four kisses in this movie, which is unheard of. I don't know if you know, <laughs> like for these kind of holiday romances, usually you just get one at the very end. Yeah. So it was very exciting. <laughs> I was like, Oh, halfway <laughs> through, this is so fun. <laughs> yeah. I was really, I was really excited about that too. When I first read it, I was like, Oh, this is this is different. You know, it's not just like all culminating to this moment. And then it's like pure bliss. And then, you know, fade to black. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a bit more like dynamic than that. And I really liked how they, they put the kiss kind of just past midway in the movie, I think. Yeah. It was, it was right at about the hour mark. Okay. Including ads. Yeah. So, and then, and then you have this, this time to figure out like, is it going to work? Yeah. You know, instead of just like, yes, now they live happily ever after. It's like, okay, now the kiss happens. And then it's like, now they actually have to deal with some real stuff. Yes. Because normally in these kind of movies, they have the near kiss at that point where they get stopped because of a cell phone or something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And this is so much better because then it becomes part of the plot. Like you're saying, 
And in reality, I don't think there's actually, as far as like the effect on the individuals, I don't think there's that much of a difference between the near kiss and the, and an actual kiss, as far as like what you would be thinking and what you would be feeling, but like, it's never played that way in the movies. And so in this case, they had kissed, which then add to the subsequent scenes added a level of like, Oh, you know, what's going to happen and, and kind of a thing. So I agree. I think that they should do it more in these movies. Like you still obviously want to keep them PG and you don't want to, you know, that's fine. But, uh, but I think it actually like makes the story significantly better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I also liked how in every kiss, like you were the one who kind of went for it, which was very, very (laughs) swim worthy. I liked that. Yeah, I I remember reading that too. Be like, oh, oh, Rachel, <laughs> like she's going for it. She knows what she wants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I loved the scene where you, uh, where he brings you dinner. You're working on things, and right. he brings you like Chinese, and you're. It was just there were like 15 Christmas trees. I've never seen so many Christmas trees around any two people, but like it was so cozy and fun. <laughs> that's so funny yeah you yeah you know you decorate your house sometimes and then you take these photos and you're like just isn't quite you know giving me what I am seeing in like the movies and then you're actually in these movies and you're like oh that's why because it's the excess is insane just to make it feel like yeah that must be fun to be like in the middle of a winter wonderland inside yeah 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 (laughs) Uh I also have to give you huge compliments. I have curly long hair and I, I, you have it even today. So I I loved your hair in the movie. I thought beautiful. You don't see curly hair that often in these movies. Usually it's straight hair. And so I, I thought they did a great job with your hair. (laughs) Yeah. They were, they were awesome. Yeah. It was a collaborative (laughs) effort. Yeah. And like, yeah. luckily we got, we were filming in Ottawa, which is quite dry. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have to combat like the humidity. Like I did a show last summer out in the Maritimes, which are like the Atlantic provinces. And it was just like the poor hairdresser. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't like there was nothing he could do. He was there with the curling iron trying to, you know, keep the curls nicely defined it was like it was a mess so the fact that it was Ottawa dry winter it was just like it, it helped the curls so much mm-hmm. yeah oh I, I I hear you I grew up in a uh in Maryland so we get quite okay. a bit of yeah humidity there so I feel yeah. that uh, well I loved the second kiss scene it was really good where you're talking uh and he wants to walk you home from your date that you'd had and you're like, well, I don't need to be walked home and kind of have this back and forth. And, and, uh, he's like that he says, says he wants to kiss you. And he's like, you, you say, are you plan to kiss me? And that was very flirty and very, very fun. And then at the end of the day, you say, maybe I am up for that kiss after all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah I'm not turns- too tired for that kiss. And you again went for it and it was great scene. I enjoyed it yeah yeah that was actually I'm getting the mix up but that was the first scene that we shot together okay okay yeah so that was yeah that was the scene that we were like hi nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no and it was so cold oh my gosh I don't know if you can tell because I haven't seen it but uh-huh. our lips like we 
like even saying our lines it was like everything sounded like it felt like like because we were it was just so cold I can't I think it was April that we filmed and okay yeah and you know it's well, a fashion good. movie so you want to look nice and they put you in these slim coats and everything and these you know little shoes yeah. <laughs> but it was freezing oh my gosh so yeah that was a that was a fun and tough scene to do because it was just like we were excited to be there and like having fun but it was like so cold <laughs> well that's better though than it being super hot a lot of these christmas movies are filmed oh, yeah. in like july and august and they got all the that's coats true and-, and then you're just sweating in your coats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh i thought that the conflict was pretty good in this sometimes the conflict isn't my can be a little bit like uh I don't know if they like overhear something like whenever the conflict is something Mm. that can be easily solved in one conversation, it's like, Oh, great. But in this one, it was pretty good. I thought that, uh, you know, you have this whole journalism thing with this article and he feels, he feels somewhat betrayed by you and by others. And he's very, you know, kind of sensitive of that. And I, I thought that that was a pretty pretty good conflict and you had this whole long conversation between the two where he tells you about his experience in foster care and his feelings and and then you also had demario there as a kid from foster foster care to like to counterbalance it i thought i don't know i thought for this kind of movie i thought it was a pretty good conflict yeah yeah the dang yeah. dad and his loud mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> and I don't know if he ever really apologizes. I'm just like, Dad kind of got away with that one. <laughs> but he, they do have, he does have that conversation with, uh, I forget the name, Franco's character, Brett, Brett Stone. Mm-hmm. He has the conversation with Brett about where he he calls the dad calls him his son, and he has mm. this. That's when he says that if you want to see the rainbow, you have to face the storm. Right. So yeah, at the door, yeah. it's away with it because he's so sweet <laughs> yeah 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 I really like the DeMario character as well I think yeah he gives like a good insight into a part of Brett that maybe he can't really express himself because they both kind of have a similar background and um yeah really softens Brett yeah. as well and kind of helps me see Brett in a totally different light so yeah. um yeah. and th- there's like this auction for the foster care and uh and he keeps getting bid on very high and you're getting more and more kind of jealous. And, uh, and then he tells you, he says he bought himself that he had somebody else bidding. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, he says, there's only one woman in this room. I want to go on a date with. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then he says, uh, you say can you can I pick out your suits that you wear and he says you can choose every suit I ever wear again <laughs> I know right like so every good. woman's dream like great yeah. I get to decide exactly what you're gonna wear for the rest of us being together well yeah. especially for somebody in fashion I mean that's yeah <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. I think I I really do think Franco did a a great job in the role he was just very grounded but super swim worthy at yeah. the same time yeah no he was so, great for sure that was really like, fun 
yes. so yeah and then we yeah then there's yeah there's two kisses at the end I guess the once when you're dancing that was really I mean I loved that whole scene it was oh, the so dancing good. scene yeah. yeah 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 that's a really sweet tender <laughs> moment for sure mm-hmm. yeah. and then it and then the ending of course we you always want to kiss at the end in these kind of movies so yeah <laughs> that was good yeah yeah that was a lot of fun and are you going to be like live tweeting or watching or anything like yep. that? Uh, so that will be yeah. fun. People yeah. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a watch party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have that a bunch be... of girls over and, um, yeah, make That'll some treats fun. and yeah, it'll be a lot of fun for sure. That's I'm cool. not, I don't usually do that, you know, like as an actor, it's kind of like ugh, hard to watch your work and, you know, you, you always see it through a different lens. Cause you're being very, you know, you're trying to learn from what your past jobs mm-hmm. are. So you're going, okay, like I can do that differently. And that moment didn't quite, you know, didn't quite feel right. I've been really supported in this, um, you know, role and everything. And just had a lot of like an outpouring of love from friends yeah. and family. And they're just like, we want to watch it with you. And, you know, usually I just watch it by myself and like, you know, <laughs> well, and to I'm get, like, oh. I mean, to get, be the lead and everything. I mean, that's right. really fun. Right. Or I think it's usually more of an ensemble thing in this case. Yeah. So it's the lead. And, and I think it's a really sweet, solid little movie. I, I think you should be very proud of it. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited just to like, you know, watch it with a bunch of people and you know mm-hmm. really just sort of celebrate that accomplishment yeah. for sure. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, we'd like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. So the first one we have is what is your favorite holiday drink? Oh, um, eggnog comes to mind. I feel like that's really the only one that really changes. Maybe a good hot chocolate, actually. Yeah. I'd say I would take hot chocolate. Yeah. Hot chocolate over eggnog any day of the week, for sure. <laughs> like a really good one, you know, where it's like just basically liquid chocolate, like one yeah. of those. Yeah, that's good. All right. What's your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Ooh, I'm going old school with a minced tart. Oh, <laughs> um, my grandfather was a baker and I grew up in his bakery and <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, for Christmas, we would do big gingerbread houses that we would raffle off and, and then, um, but I remember the minced tarts were really, yeah, just I don't think I've ever had mince meat or or mince. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. (laughs) It's quite, you know, like it's got a lot of the Christmas spice happening, Uh but I think just because I've been eating them since I was a kid and it's like a shortbread crust. 
Yeah. So it's like really buttery and just kind of melts in your mouth. And then you get the punch of like all those Christmas flavors and then a bit of powdered sugar on top and more of the shortbread. It's just <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, I get yeah. into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your favorite Christmas song or carol? Ooh. Uh, maybe have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's one of my favorites. Or like away in the manger. Yeah, those two kind of. Very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Ooh, um, National Lampoon's Christmas. Yeah. And also like Jingle All the Way, which (laughs) like (laughs) is kind of random, but I remember we would watch that all the time. Um, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, those two for sure. Comedy, Christmas comedies. <laughs> Christmas can be so heavy sometimes, you know, like families getting together and it can, you know, there's a lot of it's true. As you get older, yeah. a lot of different dynamics that can form. And so anything to just like have some comedy, have some laughs and like just like true. You forget how heavy some of these movies are. I mean, like it's a wonderful life is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know Christmas you're around the people you love and you realize the people that aren't there yeah, for whatever reason and so yeah sometimes it can it can feel a bit heavy and so it's just like yeah let's throw on a comedy and just laugh and forget forget <laughs> my about my grandma loved National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and when the uh uh when the squirrel comes out of the tree <laughs> she would l- laugh to the point of like not being able to breathe like just like just <laughs> <laughs> yeah that like, movie is grandma. so good <laughs> oh and i love when she good. says the pledge of allegiance they, when she, the, oh, right. there, they want you to say grace yes. right. <laughs> yeah. and then they're all just like amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> that's really funny and the turkey just <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Well, what's your favorite, Scrooge or the Grinch? Ooh, I like Scrooge. I don't, I like the Grinch. I don't know. They're both such like oh, sad characters. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, both characters who hate Christmas. That's why we kind of pit them yeah, against each other. <laughs> feel for both of them, but I like. I don't know. Maybe I just like the. I like the era that Scrooge takes place in, like yeah, the, the suits and the hats, and I don't know. Yeah, I, like I do too. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite clear lights or colored? Ooh, this is tough because the colored ones I like, but they've, they've got to be like the old school colored ones, not like the led colored ones, like no. old incandescent ones. Yeah. Like sea bulbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I like <laughs> the, um, my grandfather is Swedish. So on the Christmas tree, we would always have like the, they look like candles they're like lights that oh. look like tall candles. And so my mom actually got all of us a set of those for our own Christmas tree. So that's what I've been putting up are these, um, they're like these clip on candle lights. And so the tree looks like it has like a bunch of candles on it. So, so did you all like celebrate Santa Lucia and all that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. yeah. Christmas. Yeah. At the bakery, we would always have these Santa Lucia, um, buns, we wouldn't, I, sometimes we'd go out to like the Swedish community center, they'd have like the festival and then there'd be the market and everything. And so we would do that every year. Yeah. The Swedish aspect, um, was a big part of, of Christmas on That's my mom's cool. side. So, yeah. 
would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Ooh, that's tough. A <laughs> uh, snowball fight, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The thing about building a snowman is that you need a lot of snow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And snowball fights are just more. You can just have a little the bit. laughter and. Yeah. I mean, somebody getting injured as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, snowball fight. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely terrible. I just like, I don't have the patience probably yeah. is the problem. <laughs> but yeah, my sister can tell even before she sees the card who it's from. She's like, this is from you, isn't it? Cause it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater and what is your ugliest? I don't think I do. I, I know that I have, like I went to an ugly Christmas sweater party, but I think I went to like Salvation Army and bought one for that. But then I think I got rid of it. So I don't think I yeah. do. So yeah. you need to get one for your uh, movie watching party. Oh yeah. That's a good <laughs> idea. Actually, maybe I'll make that a requirement so. <laughs> or like, I'll say like bring a sweater and we can like craft them and make. <laughs> oh, that'd be stuff. fun. You should do that. Yeah. yeah get some, yeah. Uh, just some glue and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I have a bunch of stuff, actually a bunch of little like weird crafts. So yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Well, especially because your character is a designer. So having people make yeah, something, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> Tying it all in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I very grateful for you coming on to talk with us. Thank you so much. And I, I did enjoy the movie. People can watch it this Saturday on Lifetime Sunday. or Sunday, sorry, Sunday yeah. on Lifetime. And, uh, and how can people follow you on social media, all that fun stuff? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram, Mercedes Della Zerda. Yeah. Pretty much. Great. Instagram. Yeah. So we will have that all in the description. People can follow you and, uh, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Merry Christmas. We'd like to thank Mercedes for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her. Please let us know what you think about all the different things we talked about in the comments or on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following us at Hallmarkies podcast, a Hallmarkies pod, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group where you can get tons of fun perks and uh, get to be part of watch alongs and our Facebook group. So please take a look at that. We also have the merch store, which has tons of festive designs. And so please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much again to Mercedes and we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas.